Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, the favorite podcast about the old Miss Rebels. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, joined today by my co-host, John Stefanzik. We got a little uh, Thursday morning episode coming to you. Hopefully you're listening to this um, sometime on Thursday. Going to upload it this morning when we get done. Um, in time for the Kentucky game tonight, Ole Miss got a football game in the pavilion coming up, but obviously got a couple other things in our mind we wanted to uh, touch base with you on. Pretty big news that, you know, we've been following for a while. Cam Akers recruitment running back out of Clinton. He went ahead and committed to Florida State on Tuesday. Not shocking by any means, but obviously still a big blow for Ole Miss's recruiting class. Um, if you listen to us, we we maybe didn't say that he, was, he could save the whole recruiting class. Well, we maybe said that, but if we're being honest with ourselves, you know, one running back is not going to pull out a whole class, especially, you know, if you're Ole Miss and you're looking for all these defensive players that you, that you have to replace. Um, but it's it's certainly a body blow. I mean, this is someone that Ole Miss has been recruiting since he was in ninth grade. This is a generational talent um, by all accounts, leaving the state to go to FSU. But, I mean, John, when you look at the state of Ole Miss's program right now, Brand-new offensive coordinator, brand-new defensive coordinator, Hugh Freeze. I mean, I think it's hard to argue that he's on the hot seat right now. Um, you know, NCAA looming. Uh, likely at least one-year bowl ban, apparently, is what Freeze is telling recruits now. We can get into that a little bit later in the show. But... Uh, well, that's news to me. Yeah. That'll, get, that'll make sure we're, we're awake here on this Thursday morning. That'll wake you up. Um, yeah, that'll wake me up. But, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're Akers – FSU is a is a lot more appealing right now. I don't know, so it's hard to blame him for that. But you know, if you're Hugh Freeze, John, how big of a loss is this? Where do you go from here? I mean, what what was he thinking when he committed to when Akers committed to FSU on Tuesday? I guess we can. I'll, I'll expand it a little bit. Let's look at 2016 as a whole. They start off the year winning the Sugar Bowl, which was one of the Arguably the best moment in Ole Miss program for the Ole Miss program in over forty years. A long time, yeah. And then from January second onward, it's been really a disappointing year. I mean, AJ Brown on signing day was fun, but they missed Shy Carter. Jeffrey Simmons yeah, shocked I mean, signing, them. Signing day in general wasn't. Though. I mean, AJ Brown was uh, there's a probably spot, one. There's probably but... one or two, one or two other guys. I'm, thinking, I'm not thinking them missing out on, but Shy Carter and Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, lot of I mean, the linebacker Dude, that went to Utah, and then oh, uh, Missan, Kongbo, MK, MK Warren. I mean, there were a lot of guys right. that Ole Miss just didn't close yeah, the deal with. And really, right. A.J. Brown's the only recruit that Ole Miss has closed on in the last week or two of the recruiting cycle since 2013. I mean, best I can remember. I was kind of racking my brain on that last couple of days. Yeah, and that's probably because Mullen, for whatever reason, Reasons lazy recruiting. He didn't get AJ Brown. He wasn't even in it for Cam Akers there at Clinton High School. But yeah. I, don't, I don't want to spend much time this morning on Mullen because the the Ole Miss, the, I think the typical Ole Miss fan reaction is like, well, we're not, you know, we're at least as deep, well off as state is. And reality is, as a program that was beating Alabama two years in a row, it had ascended to the ranks of top top portion of the SEC. I mean, in the month of September, they lose to Florida State, you know, in a competitive game. They lose to Alabama in a wild game. And then they beat the crap out of Georgia. You're thinking, okay, can they get hot and go on a run, go 9-3, 10-2? Right. And then they play sloppy and lose against Arkansas in the fourth quarter. And from there, it's just been free fall, essentially. Yeah. Some of this is the sins of probably had a few coaches that didn't need to be around as long as they were, but they won enough to 
justify it. All you could argue that they blew two opportunities. They beat, I mean, they beat Alabama two years in a row and couldn't win the West either year. So, yeah, I mean, no doubt. Yeah. For a myriad of reasons, part of it is Tunsil wasn't on the field. We've talked about that in depth, but the point is so this, essentially, this program has been going in the wrong direction, really. And then the NCAA thing over the summer was just exhausting for everyone. Yeah. It's kind of like the, you know, it makes me think of the Taylor Swift song, We're Never Getting Back Together, and the part where she's like, this is just exhausting. That's pretty much, I think, how everybody feels with all this and the NCAA. And then you throw in, I think part of the NCAA thing is that I have to wonder if Dan Jones was still a chancellor with this NCAA thing still be going on. I think the IHL's decision to change chancellors had nothing to do with the NCAA, but nevertheless, that's impacted the NCAA bit. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Bjork is and this is not his strong suit fighting the NCAA. We've covered that. And then I don't know what the hell Lee Tyner's doing. He's trying to turn Ole Miss into Yale, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why we would want to hand out C's to people and then have them become president or secretary of state. But I don't know why we'd want to do that. So, I, I mean, I don't think there are too many people in the undergraduate body of Ole Miss that are really, you know, ever gonna be close to anything like that you know what i mean like it's just that's i agree with you i mean old miss i'm all about improving academics but yeah i mean no stay in your lane right uh old miss is not yale for a and lot of reasons uh, tyner's actions this is what's frustrating everybody i think is that and we'll, we'll get to we'll tie this to makers here in a minute i promise everybody oh, is tyner's you. actions there's something of an institute that just wants to be pure academics yet they promoted Bjork to a vice chancellor position and cited his fundraising, his $50 million fundraising right. incremental increase is one of the key reasons. So it's like, okay, if you're going to be an athletic school and take the money, you can't, you know, I mean, there's inconsistencies on the Ole Miss front. Compliance is off on its own tangent. Chancellor's been off its own tangent because of the IHL. I think Bjork and Tyner are safe to say not on the same page. I don't even think I don't think Bjork and Freeze are on the same page. They're probably closer than most of the other entities. But the point is, there's about Ole Miss is in four or five different directions, and the NCA comes in with their agenda, and we just have this incredible circus that it's hard to explain. And then the and people and there was an article CBS Sports wrote about comparing the Ole Miss NCA case to North Carolina, or kind of put their was talking about NCA enforcement, but. North Carolina told them to F off, and they've been good at basketball now for a while. It hasn't hurt them on the basketball court. I don't think it's necessarily hurt them too much on the football field either. I could be – I don't know. I could be a little bit off there. But they've – I mean, they made the ACC title game last year. So I would say well, that's pretty good. But anyway, the point is is that this gets to – to tie this back to Cam Akers, Cam Akers – Ole Miss has recruited this kid for four years. It's essentially, in my mind, the reason Derek Nix still even has yeah still even has a job on the staff. That's, that's I, probably true. To get Cam Akers. This dude's being compared to Ezekiel Elliott. As a Cowboys fan, Ezekiel Elliott's like one of the five most, one of the eight most talented NFL running backs I've ever watched. And his turn, and I mean, Dak, Dak's been very good for the Cowboys, but Ezekiel Elliott is the anchor of that football team. There's no doubt about that. He makes that that he makes the the O line, the, the great O line, even greater. He makes every he makes Des Bryant actually want to behave because he could be on a winning team. It's it's kind of incredible to watch. But point is, this guy has a chance to be that good, and we know that Ole Miss if they just got a had a good running back. We would all be happy with it. Yeah. So, and it's a kid in, in state in Mississippi. You know, if if they had lost Cam Akers to Mississippi State, we would have said, right, you know, right. okay, you know, that's explainable, just because it's in state and it's one of those deals it, that that's more explainable to me than losing the guy to Florida State. I mean, FSU already had two running backs committed. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it it's it would make more sense, I guess, if it was between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But like you were saying yesterday, Mississippi has a long history of letting you know its historically great players leave, not going yeah, to State or Ole Miss. 
to make to bring the pod listeners up to speed on our text conversation, the following players either from Mississippi or have Mississippi ties and did not attend neither Ole Miss nor State. And like right. I said, I don't want to get into the state part of this, but Brett Favre, Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Marcus Dupree, and on the Ole Miss side, you can throw Peyton Manning in there as well. Yeah. How in the hell do you go over five on all those guys? Is beyond me. I mean, the the Rice Walter Payton bit was. Let's be frank. That's segregation. Right. Not getting over that. We can put that in that category. Far was down there from the coast, Southern Miss region. Don't know how highly he was recruited. I guess he's the equivalent of. He's a much better version of Miles Brennan, but kind of the same dynamic going on <laughs> yeah, there. That's hilarious. But not not not, not Brennan and Far have nowhere belong in the same sense from a talent standpoint just from a where they're located and whatnot well you sound like an lsu fan talking about your uh your future qb like his brett Favre. in order hey i like wings okay we like chicken wings we'll get to that <laughs> later but yeah um no but marcus dupree was like a marcus very highly rated right i think he He's was from like philadelphia a, that's where olivia manning's Right. All those people there. I mean, I've seen no his uh, he... thirty for thirty. I think right the best. Oh, he was, was or whatever. Uh, he, I mean, I never really. He went to Oklahoma. I yeah, never really. Oklahoma. I don't. I don't. I don't recall them really discussing his recruiting that much in that bit that Oklahoma's came in. I, I think State and Ole Miss both sucked, but I don't remember. Yeah, I think. So, but the point is, they they were never really in the conversation no, for that. I don't, I don't think. And so. then, and then Peyton Manning. I mean. Peyton Manning's been covered in enough detail. Everybody's aware with that. The point is funny because you have the NCAA investigation. You have Chancellor instability or, you know, Chancellor transition, Gerald Turner back then. Now you got the Jones, right, the right. bitter um, NCAA, and NCAA, you know, trying to play dice with the NCAA and getting slapped with it. It's funny that, you know, history repeats itself. Yeah. I mean, if you're, I, I can, I can only imagine Archie Manning sitting there and going, you know, I had to, he had to take the beating, and he knew it was the right decision for his kid, right. to not go to Ole Miss to go to Tennessee. It worked. I mean, it worked well, out. Obviously, for him. there's yeah. no, there's no arguing that. Yep. And then he comes in, and Ole Miss finally says, "Hey, Archie, you want to help us hire a football coach?" After all these years, he helps hire Freeze, and then Freeze is in the middle of an NCAA nine. It costs them. I mean. Rick Cleveland, who's known Mississippi sports for 40-plus years, says this is the most talented kid at his age that he's ever seen. Yeah. So better than Dupree, as good or better than Peyton Favre, um, Jerry Rice. It's like – and they can't – and then they lose this kid to Florida State. I mean, if yeah. they lost the kid to Alabama – I mean, like I said, like State, okay. It's an, you know, it's an in-state recruiting battle. Alabama, well, best program in the country. Florida State's a good program, don't get me wrong, but basically reading all of the falling out from everybody is Akers had a bad feeling about the NCAA, yes. which that's four years of self-inflicted gunshot wounds. And any and people that don't realize, haven't at this point haven't really wanted to acknowledge or realize the magnitude of the issue of the NCAA, well, here's your, if this isn't proof, sure, I don't know yeah. what is. Uh-huh. And then he also, it sounds like Jimbo's, I think two, is it sounds like Ole Miss was, quote-unquote, instructed not to do all the recruiting through the mom and the stepdad. Well, look, Freeze, here's where, here's where Freeze, it sounds like, has consistently screwed up the past three years, is they have their thing where they identify the champion of each household. And with Robert Kimdichie, it was his mom, and the mom was making all the decisions. Right. And as we know from now, Robert was Robert's a follower. He was just going to go do what he was told. And he was so talented that Laquan and Laramie are like, yeah, we'll go play with that dude. And we gave Laramie, you know, his yeah. stepbrother a scholarship and so on and so forth. So, and Laquan, I think they, I mean, he had an Anthony Stanford connection. And for whatever reason, he was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State where the other guys were so he was willing. He was kind of already willing to make the leap to another school. I mean, every every situation is a little different. I think it's because there. I mean, there's not really like a college football power in Chicago land or anything. I I, I think he well, was, Ohio State or Notre Dame or Michigan would have made sense for him. It makes, a, it makes sense, but it's not like everybody in Chicago is repping one of those schools. You know, it's they're yeah, just it's split. It's enough. split at best. I mean, yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. So. But the point is, is that. 
Freeze, you know, they had this whole champion thing, and then they've they haven't been able to close or execute with a lot of these kids, whether it be Drew Richmond, this one. It seems like they win a parent over, but they don't win the kid over. So right, it's like right. Or with Cogbo, we were told they won both parents over, but just not the kid. It's they like they didn't win the kid, so it's like No, I mean it's very Orgerani, right? It's it's a lot of finishing second and third. Well, that's yeah. And the thing with free it's Freeze not recruiting the dad and the Cam Akers thing. Like, dude, you know more about recruiting than those. But you for, he should, at this point in his position, have forgotten more about recruiting than Cam Akers' family knows. Yeah, Any recruits' family knows. Some people say that the Cam Akers' mom told him that if he went through the stepdad at all, or went through the real dad at all, that it would effectively be over. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what you're supposed to do. That's Jimbo Fisher where went the other way and got the recruit. Well, apparently, so. it sounds like the dad was talking to lots of schools over the past couple of months. I don't know why, but apparently, he you can't change the fact that the dad is Cam Akers' dad. So go recruit every, go get everybody near him on board. Yeah, but like Freeze went to to visit Leo Lewis's dad with him in jail, and apparently that was a terrible idea. Yeah, apparently that was. I guess the, the well, that question is: Is did Leo is did Leo? You know, how well did Leo Lewis and his dad get along? Yeah. Sounds like Cam Akers and his dad still had a relationship. I and guess and they don't live together or anything, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. There's obviously some stuff going on there, John. We'll leave people to make a lot of their own inferences. Um, I mean, Cam sounds like a great kid. I'm sure his family's great, but it's just it's, uh, I want to be clear. I, I I don't blame him one. Oh no, me neither. For he, going for he made a you look at this and you go. Him. If I'm one of, if I'm a once every five years type talent, you sit there and you go, okay. I mean, Ole Miss doesn't run the ball effectively, and they have this NCAA thing. Now they've talked to me about running the ball, this and that. They've built this relationship, but it's kind of like, okay. And then the NCAA thing. I think it sounds like he. He pot- they potentially had gotten past the NCAA hurdle enough, and to say where he was probably—I don't know if I take this as for, for, for verbatim from what sources are saying. It sounds like they had a then they had probably gotten over the NCAA hump, and then the long go hire happens, which I think there's a good chance that this long go story is just kind of PR lip service for the fact that they never they were probably ne- they may have never led for the kid, but. Yeah, the the idea that there's a narrative that um, Derek Nix and Matt Luke, Matt Luke, like didn't know that Longo was going to be the higher, and that Longo was the higher the next day, the day after the dead, or after the dead period went into effect. I mean, that is that's unbelievable. Freeze should have been they they knew a week before Longo was higher that he was going to be the OC. Yeah, I, I just find he it, should, I find it he, hard he to believe that they didn't. I'm not saying that Cam was psyched about the Longo hire, but I think they communicated it to him at least. I mean, yeah, I, I don't and know. I think that's a convenient. There, there's, ru- there's rumors reason. that they shank the whole explanation of the Longo hire, but honestly, as I think about as I think about this again, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Well, I just I, think I, that that's maybe like a five percent, ten percent type of thing of of what could have influenced him. I think there's obviously other stuff going on. I think a big part of it was probably. Florida State just got out in front of Ole Miss and and was better. I mean, I think Florida State knows how to recruit nationally just as well, well if not better than Jimbo, Ole Miss does. Jimbo told him that he didn't know it, he didn't know Mississippi anything. Yep. And the NCAA was going to go smash him, which yep. both of those things are true. And Florida State's consistently put. I mean, Florida State's like backup running back and that national that national title team like started for the Bills for a year. I mean, they put they churn people out. Yeah. Well, too. I mean, I think he's made the choice of I'm going to focus on making a career in the NFL for my family because I yeah. mean, if he had gone to Ole Miss, it's it's a bigger risk. But I mean, I, I think he's an instant legend. I think he can basically be deuce after he gets done playing and have car dealerships and all and not have to worry about it. And the it, other but... thing, too, is that Jimbo says, I've proven I mean, you, you think of who who puts people in the NFL. You think Alabama, yep. then I think Ohio State, and then Florida State's probably third on that list. Yep. 
it used to be Miami. They're probably not quite there. They're probably still second tier. You think maybe USC was there. They probably slipped a little bit given the um, given their whole NCAA, the Reggie Bush thing. But, you know, I think Florida State's probably third on that I, list. I definitely, I definitely agree. And Alabama had a top running back recruit. It sounds like Ohio State was – he liked them as well as anything, but just distance was, I think, going that far, going up to – I think going that far was an issue, bit of a bit of a concern. How far? For how far away is that? I mean, Tallahassee is going to be. It's about... four and a half. It's an easy five hours from from Clinton to my house. It's about. I said my my parents. Yeah, is going to be about seven and a half or eight hours. hours, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. but how, how? So how far is Columbus? I think it's like eleven or ten. Okay. You know. Okay. It's funny because it. It's it's a very long weekend, but you can do trips to go see Cam play in Tallahassee. Yeah, like if Florida State's playing a night game, they can get up at and leave. They can leave at seven a.m. Well, they they lose an hour though, but they can get up and leave say six seven a.m. and be there mid afternoon. Go watch Cam play, and then it, that's it, a long that's a long weekend though. I doubt it'll be that hard. I mean, they seem pretty comfortable with his decision. Yeah. So well, they pro- I think they, they got it. They probably got it figured out. So I think so. The other thing too is that the I mean, Florida State has proven they will they will protect their players both. Yeah, yeah no, totally. We talked about the, that. We talked about that back when it happened. I mean, this it's a recruiting pitch when this stuff happens where Jimbo goes to the mat for his players instead of Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is a considered, I think a leader on his team. Now they've gotten, we've worked through that. So, yeah, I mean, to the play, you just got to think how it, it might look like one thing to a fan. It looks totally different to a player's family because they see their kid as the, you know, the player in the situation. They don't think about the system. So much. Has, the system has abused and used all these kids. This is what the right. family thinks. Systems abused. You know what? Well, I like they have, they gonna, have some points. Tallahassee's gonna let us get back at it, and, that, and it's not an unfair. It is not if an you're, unfair. If you're if you're the family of, of a football player, I mean, it, it makes sense for that to be your priority. That even if my kid at, makes some mistakes, I want him to be protected. Yeah, and you know that. And if you're realistic, then you say, you know what, yeah. my kid ain't. He ain't gonna. You know, this whole education thing. He's not. He's not gonna have time to go get a degree that's really gonna be you know, valuable. It's more about the connections and the right. I mean Cam Akers can go get a job with some Florida State alum wherever. Right. Florida State's got a bigger alumni network than Ole Miss. For sure. Florida's a more economically advanced state than Mississippi. I mean so on and so forth. They they, they can sell all these things. I don't blame Cam Akers one bit for leaving. For for back to for the Ole Miss side of things and Hugh Freeze, I mean, it's Getting Cam Akers was an opportunity to say, okay, we've hit reset with the coaching staff, and we're finally going to address – we're not only are we going to get a once-in-a-generational a talent at Ole Miss, we're going to, we're going to get a guy at a position of need, and on paper, your offense in 2017 looks dynamic as hell if Cam Akers is in that backfield. Now it's well. The O line should be pretty decent because they're pretty much they're all returning. Shea will be developed. We've got a new OC, but can we run the ball? I mean, I mean, yeah, we got one year of Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah, after that, I don't Swinney, know what happens. Can Swinney get healthy and be the alleged breakout guy again that he was going to be? Who knows? I mean, that's remains to be seen. But then, I mean, beyond that, it's what Brasley and Buford. I mean. That doesn't get you. The point is, they've done nothing to address the position in the offseason whatsoever now, unless they can somehow flip tie channel. Who? But I think it's pretty well proven that, that they can't get any. They can't recruit anybody right now with this NCAA thing. They've they've lost. I mean, Neil Young has the song "The Needle and the Damage Done." I think the 2016 version for Ole Miss fans needs to be "The NCAA and the Damage Done" because if you can't see it at this point. And this goes back to the whole. Well, you know, if and even if I think now it's I think it's obvious to the majority of people that even if let's say they go before the NCAA and their sanctions are reduced even because they say the NCAA was unfair, uh-huh. that 
they've already lost because this recruiting class has been completely shot by it. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, maybe, theoretically he, a twenty scholarship penalty. It sucks, but I mean, is any Ole Miss fan? I mean, one, that's not going to happen. Sadly, two, if that did happen, we would all be pumped, regardless of the fact that we've already been extrajudicially punished with this class. Because I mean, right now we're looking at maybe another class. I mean, being sucked up in all this stuff. I, I mean, are we going to get on the summer docket? I hope, but it doesn't seem like. So we're going to have to receive new correspondence, I think, for the new charges, and then there's going to be 90 yeah. days after that. Freeze is, Freeze is telling people a one-year bowl ban. Well, Let's... that's being, that was reported, uh, I think, SB Nation yesterday. I'm not sure. I was just seeing on Twitter that cornerback uh, Chevin Calloway, he was quoted as saying that Freeze basically compared Ole Miss – and the NCAA to, like, Jesus. Like, Ole Miss is Jesus. And the NCAA <laughs> is being persecuted, or we're being persecuted by the NCAA for being too open in our beliefs. But I just saw Callaway tweeted last night at, like, 940. Like, uh, that's a misrepresentation. Like, Coach Freeze would never make that comparison. Uh, and then tweeted, like, at SB Nation, at Dan Wolkin, whatever. Um, so I don't know about that, but I think it might have been the same article where basically it was like Freeze is saying the worst case scenario would be a one-year bull ban. I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of shifted over the course of the last year, like what Freeze is telling us. So they, they wouldn't even happen. acknowledge that a bull ban was possible until six now. Ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's. I mean, I think that's indicative of the fact that there has to be recruiting. new stuff you coming. Were... You were saying nothing was going to happen. You didn't fire anybody. You held firm. And then you fired Barney. Then you fired all, you know, you fired Barney because of the NCAA. There's no getting around that. But, and, I mean. You know, you're saying a one-year bowl ban is possible. And, and, you, and you're if, further from a resolution than you than you were six months ago. Probably, yeah. Maybe not six months ago. Definitely you're further than you were a year ago before the, all the draft night stuff. Yep, yep, that's true. Um. But, I mean, at the same time, you have to think if Freeze is really trying to protect his credibility with these kids, maybe he truly does just think that's the worst-case scenario and he's trying to put it out there so he doesn't look like, you know, a complete liar if it was to happen. I don't know. Who, who knows how much he thinks that, that – how, how possible he thinks that is. I don't know. We'll see. I mean – I, I think it would be it, it would be a bit much under the current allegations. Obviously, if there are more added – are off. You're gonna have to see them. I mean, we got to see what they are. At this point, you can't take any. Nobody can take what Oldness's thoughts are on the situation at face value anymore. So, well, no, because likely doesn't know based on. We're just we're just in wait and see mode at this point. So, I guess the question is: so it's it's safe to say that the fan base confidence in Freeze and the Oldness program and the administrations. Probably at an all-time low right now across his five-year tenure. Yeah, but yeah, all-time low for Freeze for sure. The Freeze Bjork tenure. This is their this is their low point thus far. Yeah. So when what do well, I think the next question is for the fan base is what do they have to do to start regaining confidence from the fan base? And we talked about this some yesterday. I think the consensus is when seven to eight games look. I think Shea Patterson have to, has to look like he's developing into a really exceptional player, and I think the team has to play. I think as dumb as this sounds, you know, I hate you hate the intangible portion of this, but I think Freeze basically. Um, I think sorry, I think Freeze has to look like the team has to look like they play hard and they're together. That team quit halfway through the season. Defense has defense has to look like they play hard, and you've got to see some improvement on the defensive side of the ball. And, and it's going to be hard because they're going to be short on talent in yeah. some areas over there. But they have to at least schematically look better. They have to look like they're playing right. hard. Uh, yeah, that that's going to be hard to judge at this point. Sounds like yeah. Breon Dixon, that linebacker, is going to go to Louisville. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big. They could one. still they could still theoretically get Willie Gay. I doubt it. I mean, it, it's, they really need to close on Dixon. I don't know what's going on there. They seem strong on him until the last couple of days, honestly. And now Louisville's making a push, but that that's they they need him at linebacker bad and. So, yeah, so I think, like, basically, you want to see 
a prolific offense from Longo, like you said, schematically. Even if Ole Miss is losing games, you know we want they need to be scoring over thirty points. Um, and then you want to you, see you, you want to see better red zone. You want to see a running game too. To go both those things. You want to see McGriff's defense play hard, like you said. And then I think for Freeze, we ha- he has to prove to the fans that he can do the two things that we were convinced he could do just a year or so ago, which is recruit at a high level and keep a team motivated, you know, through good and bad, get to play hard for every game. He's kind of gotten away lost, from that stuff. Yeah, yeah, because he's lost both of those traits in the, the last year months. or so. But if, if, if we can see some of that come back in the 2017 season, as well as indicators that the coordinator hires were decent, I think that's enough. And like you said, win seven games, something like that. The schedule is pretty manageable. And the and they could even go six and six and be like, okay, the I think the must have is a top twenty recruiting class. And I don't think there's and the, and the caveat with that is I don't think there's any way that happens until the, unless this NCAA thing is resolved. Exactly. So some of this is out of freezes control. Really. So therefore, so the NCAA resolution. Is a critical path item. I, so. I think that the longer that goes on without NCAA resolution, the more likely it is that I mean the kicker and all. Escape. What's kind of in a way sad about all this is freeze is obviously tied to this NCAA thing now. He can't recruit right. until it's resolved, right. and it's going to be a pain in the ass to recruit once it's resolved because they're going to get hammered and they want to go to this program that's crippled and this and that i mean that's going to be just a and then honestly there's enough of this you know freeze's court freeze has been now being basically portrayed as a quirky dude so that's is he going to really be able to recruit that way i don't know i think that's he 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 may never be able to recruit at at a high level again quite frankly that remains to be seen it's kind of up to the ncaa whether they're going to let him let him have a chance. And even let's say the NCAA thing is off tomorrow. You're sitting here going, man, this guy, I mean, he said nothing was going to happen and then stuff happened. And then, you know, yeah, he's comparing his program to Jesus. Like what the hell? And I know it's maybe not being hundred percent accurate, but you know how perception yeah. is reality. Uh-huh. So we'll see where this goes. I think, I don't know if I were, a be- if I were a betting man, this is, I, I really struggle to see how Freeze is going to get back to the level he was at. The other thing, too, though, is this is what I was really trying to think of. I lost, lost the thought for a minute. But, but So Freeze is dependent on Bjork and Vitter to get the NCAA the hell out of Dodge right. and Lee Tyner, which, my God, I wouldn't want to <laughs> I, I don't trust those three people together. He, the kicker is, is Ross, who's probably, you could argue that Bjork and Tyner and and or Vitter is guilty or guiltier of creating this mess as freeze yet. You know, you know, who's, you know, who's going to be the sacrificial lamb if this doesn't get turned around. Let's say they go four and eight next year Ooh. and the NCAA thing drags in October and they get, and they get hammered. I mean, and the, and everybody's clamoring for change to the point that they have to, they have to do something. So, do you think they at that point for... Freeze would would be willing to resign, or would he make Ole Miss? Uh, he might make Ole Miss fire him for the contract no, implications, right? If, for the if, buyout. If, I, if I'm Hugh Freeze, and he hasn't been a perfect at this process, but I bet there's an element of betrayal. I'm sure he has feelings. Yeah. There's feelings of betrayal between him and the administration. Yeah. And I don't know what the exact details are. Does he feel betrayed by Vitter? Does he feel? I'm sure. I'm confident he feels betrayed by Lee Tyner. I think everybody does. That's that's a safe statement. I don't know what his relationship with Bjork is. Bjork has paid him money and taken care of him contractually, but just freeze, look at Bjork and say, "Yeah, you've paid me, but I mean, you've been no help with the NCAA and actually being able to." let us do what we have to do to compete with Florida State and Alabama. I mean, that's – I don't know how Freeze feels. And his name, I mean, the CBS article, Jason Lockin' for talking about the Jaguar coaching surf and Freeze's name surfaced in that article. Do I expect Hugh Freeze to be the Jaguars head coach? Hell no. I, don't well, know I mean, you, that's just Sexton, right? I mean, that's just that's Sexton. Sexton. But the point is, is that Sexton – 
Texans out there throwing his name around because he's creating leverage for his client. And yeah. I do believe this. If if I tell you, if the Florida job came up, if he if he were you know, if he could this, do it again, yeah. If he could do it again, he would take the Florida job for sure. And if if a job similar to that came up tomorrow, which it won't, but let's just you know play hypothetical and say it does, he he wouldn't think twice. There'd be no, there would be zero questions. He he would he would commit to it without even talking to all the people because this Ole Miss situation is. He's kind of stuck. A he, lot, of it, stuck a like lot of it is his it's fault, funny. too. A lot of it is his fault. So A, I mean, a lot of it is, but, mate, but I don't not, know. Not all of it. Is. Not all of it. Obviously, it, the it's, stuff it's under the he, he, he could be coaching at schools to where he could have done the exact same stuff. Oh, and yeah. And say it would have never amounted to anything. I, so, I, I agree, but still, there is stuff in the NOA way that is it's just sloppy. Like, all it reflects is yep. poor coordination a little bit of laziness. I mean, in the but case, do what, what what we don't know and have no way of knowing is, is that sloppiness kind of standard for head coaches throughout yeah. throughout college football, or is Freeze exceptionally sloppy? We don't know because maybe Pete, maybe everybody's sloppy and it gets covered up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty amateurish. Some of the stuff that it is pretty. There. You would think, but. I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are football coaches. They're not rocket scientists. Yeah, I mean, but that's why you pay so much for your compliance staff. I mean, exactly. You make, you make them exactly. do this work. So. I, I mean, I, I also don't – I think it's bigger than just what he did also. It's about this attitude that he's adopted, this public position of holier-than-thou, I'm being persecuted I, I don't by think beliefs. Freeze can recruit based off that position that's been established. Well, I just, I, I, I think it's I, made I'm, the NCAA a lot worse for him because he's, yep. he's spitting in their face and acting like the only reason they're going he's after him at, is because who he at, is. He's trying to act cleaner than he is. Yeah. And I think I almost want to say it's just like if he would just say, you know what, yeah, we did some stuff, but everybody does stuff. So, right. Slap, you know, slap us on the wrist, and we'll say, you know what, we did a few things. That way, the Georgia fans will be like, oh, they chewed a good time, and then we can all move on. But you know, if because Georgia sold, because Georgia has sold out on the Georgia way. Now they've got Kirby, so <laughs> right. I mean, it's the same way. Florida, now. Florida State went in and got this kid with just straight up dirty recruiting tactics. I think it, I don't think there's any doubt that Jimbo plays dirt ball, but it works. Yeah, so, I, I think. Like I mean, any... Saban plays dirt. Saban plays dirt ball. He'll take Scully's last minute. He'll process people on campus. I mean, that's where I, we're at. I think any, not, there's any nothing national, any program that wants to recruit nationally, it's a combination of great recruiters, great relationships. You have to do all that stuff right. But then you also have to have that shadow government, I'll say. It's, the, the, the it's, shadow legal, program. it's legal protection. And it's benefits packages. That's what gets the job done, period. Exactly. But basically what I'm saying is it's not enough to have one or the other. Like, you can't just pay the kids, and you can't just have great recruiters. You have to convince them to come, and then you have to recruit their family, too. And, like, I'll leave it at, you know, what does that entail? But I do think that in these stories— I bet Cam Akers' family is not going to necessarily have to drive eight hours every weekend to go see their kids. Yeah, I would guess if if his mom was worried about the travel, worried about where she's going to stay in Tallahassee, I would think that those worries were probably assuaged. You know, I think that that's how it works. And so when we talk about this stuff and we talk about the public reasons given, I just think you got to remember that there's a lot of stuff going on under the surface here. Um that is not unique at all to this situation or this person. It's just there's a larger picture of college recruiting that I think a lot of fans deliberately turn a blind eye to. Just because it's it's I, I guess it's annoying that we'll never really know what happens in these situations. I think old I think Freeze tried to take Ole Miss further than it was really structured to handle. Right, we talked about that. I mean, they're dealing, acted, they're dealing with like the repercussions. Is that Freeze's fault? No, I don't think so, to be frank. It's Bjork's fault. I mean, how... Is it, is it even Bjork's fault? Well, I mean, how much maybe, of a maybe, it, maybe it's as simple as Dan Jones was ready to go there, and then the IHL got pissy and fired him, and it all crumbled from there. Maybe it's that simple. I think it's a lot of different stuff going on. This kind of perfect storm coalescing into this uncertainty and all of this. Um, I, I'd say I blame Freeze, Bjork, 
I blame them more than Vitter, but I understand people that think maybe the administration. And isn't... I don't know if you can blame Vitter. Is it the IHL just because they? Right, just because Vitter doesn't really care or know they, about. They athletics. made a change when you couldn't afford to make a change at the top in terms of getting your athlete, you know, your whole infrastructure in place. So. Who the hell knows? I mean, the I next mean, the next coach at Ole Miss, assuming Freeze is out in the next couple of years, is going to at least inherit a better situation than Freeze did. So, so no, no, let's let's think this through though. Let's go one further. Okay, so Freeze is gone sometime in the next two years because he doesn't get it turned around. Which, if you're making me bet that, pro- I'm saying that probably happens. I'm not saying it's, I'm rooting it's for it. I'm not rooting for it to happen. Maybe a little bit more that it'll. I happen. really don't care at this point because it's just like I look at this and this is a because because here's the thing. How appealing is the Ole Miss job? You're in the SEC West, the toughest division. Mm-hmm. You've got a shortage of in-state talent to supply state and Southern and you. I mean, Southern's kind of doing a little off. It's really state's a hard, you know, state's going to go steal a couple kids every now and then, like Willie Gay, Jeffrey Simmons, etc. I mean, you can't tell me that a – Who's the running back out of Fulton they have? Aris Williams, or it's not Aris Williams. It's a, what, in this class, Kylan Hill? No, it was two years ago. Oh, uh, Josh the, Robinson? No, somebody else. Guy's got, he's got long hair. I'm trying to think who it's. It's not Aris Williams. It's, oh, uh, Shumpert, Ashton Shumpert. That's who it is, Shumpert. I mean, he could help Ole Miss right now. I mean, sure. You know, people, you know, people want to admit that or not, he could. Point is, is you've got that dynamics, and then you look at it and you say, is this administration going to support me? And the answer is is ugh, because you know Vitter's still gonna Vitter's still gonna be around, Bjork's still gonna be around. It's like these guys totally butchered. Maybe the I, I don't know. Bjork might might get. I don't know. He might not survive much longer. Bjork just got does. promoted because he yeah, raises money uh, now. But but you're right though. Fundraising goes the other way, which. That's the fascinating well, yeah, and, thing to watch. Is what's going to happen with that? Season ticket sales are probably not going to be great this year. I mean, uh, donations so, are going to be fa- fascinating to watch. Who would want that job? Mike McIntyre only makes two million dollars at Colorado. I mean, that you double his salary. Well, they will throw out it. They will throw money, but money talks. Yep. Especially, and you could probably, John. I, I think we have to assume if Freeze is gone, part of that is NCAA is mostly going with them. Maybe we have some scholarship reductions or whatever, but the investigation has to be over. When you fire Freeze, and that has to be part of it, is slap a show calls on him. He's a sacrificial lamb. If you're not doing that, what's even the point? What if they have a wink week with the NCAA, and then the NCAA decides to stick around post Freeze being fired? What well, if they then, butcher that? Uh, I mean, then that's just a uh, that's just I mean another possible huge failing. I, I just think you have to assume you have to assume if you're making a change in coaches, part of the reason is that you're you're sacrificing freeze at the NCAA. You would certainly hope so. Although, like we, I mean, if, I mean, West, at this West point, McGriff is still coaching at Auburn, right? So who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, West McGriff got a three-year deal. Yep. I mean, he's he's getting like three million dollars guaranteed, and if freeze totally fails everybody will be like it's not west mcgriff's fault he just went and took took yep. a jack we're not and he, and he got to go be a dc so but he, i mean west west mcgriff can go be a secondary coach for anybody tomorrow regardless of what happens at old miss i mean yeah. if the if the lasting effect of freeze though <laughs> is that old miss becomes sort of the arkansas state of the sec or whatever where kind of young coaches pass through it and we get some excitement i wouldn't mind that i mean i'd rather have that reputation than the reputation of hiring Houston Nut retreads that fail colossally. I mean, I'd much rather have the Hugh Freezes and the Mike McIntyres and guys like that. I mean, that would be a positive at least. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. It's all to be determined. I think the benchmark for Freeze, is he back on – is he changed – to answer the question, has he changed the trajectory of the program a year from now? We need to be – we need to say, okay, they went at least seven – they went seven and five. He's raised expectations, and he's he's obviously – play hard. Improved facilities with with Bjork. Uh, That's true. They've accomplished things they can't be taken away from, but are they going to continue to be able to operate? We'll see. I think the benchmark this time next year is did they go seven and five or better? Did they, what's the recruiting class do, look like? Do they do they play hard? Are we happy with what we've seen from a schematic change and an energy level? And most importantly, 
where are they at in the recruiting? Are they in line to have a top 20 class? Yeah. Because that's – if they're if they can, and then the last question is the most important. So because that will kind of – because that's dependent on them winning enough on the – being competitive on the field and it's dependent on the NCAA being gone. So that's the – that's the critical path question. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Crime dog can recruit. Let's just see if we can make sure he, he has all his extremities available to him. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll anyway. see. Um, let's let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about. You know, we are a basketball school. Absolutely, we got a night. We have a b- beautiful basketball arena. Yep, big game tonight. Oh I man! Be, okay, so I will be there tonight. We'll be on site. So. Very exciting. I'm looking right now at the live RPI. So Ole Miss has played Creighton number three, and then on January twenty eighth, John got a matchup with Baylor number two in the RPI. Um, Florida's at yep. number five in the RPI. Well, no, Kentucky's Ole Miss at number nine. Thirty seven. Yeah, thirty seven. Twenty strength of schedule. Yep. Uh, zero and two versus the top fifty. Two and one versus fifty one through one hundred. Yeah. So they are it's what is that? Two and three against the top one hundred. Yeah. Point is, is yet. I mean, they're in a good overall. They've, I mean, they've played a good schedule. Their losses are against three twenty-three Middle Tennessee, and at fifty-five Virginia Tech. Yep. Um, they catch a little bit of a bat from a strength of schedule standpoint. They get a little bit of a bad break having to play Missouri and Mississippi State twice. Yeah, yeah, but but they do get um. Who do they get? That's good twice. They get South Florida. Carolina twice. Okay. <clears throat> And Florida just once, I'm guessing. Yep. I get Auburn twice. Pearl seems supposed to be decent. Yeah, we've been saying that for so long, though. Yeah, I think they're actually 10-2 and two this year, though. Looks like South Carolina twice as well. And you mentioned they get Baylor, who's two in the RPI at home. That's an opportunity. Yeah. And South Carolina is right there at 38, so Ole Miss gets to play them twice as well, so that's good. Yep. So here's the point, though, is that it, – the key for them, their first five games, the yeah. conference play are all tough. Mm-hmm. They host number nine, Kentucky. Then they go to number – this is RPI rankings. Yeah. Just to clarify, host number nine, Kentucky, go to number five, Florida, 257 Auburn, 54 Georgia at home, at 38 South Carolina. Yeah, that's a tough stretch. If they somehow got through that going three and two, they are off and running. Oh, yeah. They are – they're an established NCAA team. They would then, because then after that, you go Tennessee at home, at Mizzou, and then AM at home, State at home. Those are all right there. Yeah, no, now's the time to get hot. At Vandy, at Tennessee. And you don't have a lot of time, teams. as you mentioned earlier. You don't have a lot of time to wait around. Then you get Auburn and LSU at home, and then at Arkey will be tough, but then State, Mizzou, at Vandy. They can. You got to win from, now. From ten from the first Tennessee game onward, and then they get the Baylor game, and that's tough. But they can yeah. really make it. They can make a run light. They just can't be one and four out of the hole. I mean, yeah. even even if they went two and three, if they went two and three, they'd be okay. They they, they couldn't yeah. afford a bad loss down the stretch, but yeah. they would be you know. So let's say between. So between Kentucky, Florida, at Auburn, Georgia, at South Carolina, and then the Baylor home game, mm-hmm. those games, let's say if they can go three and three and then not have any bad losses. Yeah. And then let's say, let's, let's even throw the, then let's just, let's just do it this way. Let's throw the, at, let's throw the at Arkansas game uh-huh. and then the South Carolina home game to finish the season and play. Those are your, <laughs> why, why do we have a landline? Something crazy. That's hilarious. If they go, oh, it's the fax machine. That's why. Oh, yes, we have, yes, we have a fax machine. Nice. Um, Home office. Parent, parents work out of the house. Yes. There you go. Um, those eight games. If they go four and four, and don't have any bad losses, because then they because then they could still get wins against A and M. Yeah. Let's see, I think they're in the tournament. Dang, Mississippi State's at two thirteen, and they're they're eight and three. That is that's rough. Maybe that comes up. Mizzou's going to be bad. State might be able to outright. Let's see what states. I think the SEC is going to help itself RPI wise this year as opposed yeah, to I, I, I think so. Yeah. 
Although Warren Nolan's predicting State to go 11 and 19 overall, two and Oof. 16 in the conference, and that, that that's a little bit off though. Who have they? We State beat number 94 I, boys, I think they 79 had a couple, Georgia State. Couple bad losses. Okay, they played Southern, who's one and nine and three forty-seven in the RPI. That's not helping things. And then they played Moorhead, who's terrible too. Who did they um, lose to? Is it say? They lost to East Tennessee, one hundred seven, and UCF seventy-eight. Okay, that's not terrible, but but they haven't. Who they've played three twenty-one, two hundred five, three forty-seven, and two eighty-nine, and three forty-five. Yeah, they're 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 zero and two versus one hundred to two hundred. That's not good. And two and two seventy four. Wow. Yeah, their they, their SOS is three thirty one. So that's wow, what's killing they them. They played the worst non con schedule. Who scheduled they, that? How did how did Strickland get the Florida job, man? I have I think Florida is the most overrated athletic program in the country. Yeah, them and LSU. I am. So anyway, Olma, if they can go five and three in those eight games. They're there. Yeah, that's, I mean that's a, that's going to be a huge help in March if you can do that. But yeah, so if you're an Ole Miss fan, look for just the, you want them to play hard tonight. Um, keep it somewhat close. But even if you lose tonight, if it looks like they're ready to maybe make a little run, this is this would be a great time for it. I mean, they go Kentucky, then at Florida, at Auburn. They could eat. I mean, they could play well and be zero and three. Yeah, yeah. If they can somehow, if they can some. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the key is is gonna be um, uh, Andre DeAndre Burnett. Um, he's kind of the X factor on the team. The thing is, though, is they've got a good team. Yeah, they've no, got a, they've I, got a capable team. And the only reason I say he's the key is because he's kind of the most volatile of the big pieces. I mean, the other guys, Saez has been beyond reliable. He's blowing everybody out in SEC rebounding. Um, I think I think Cullen Neal has done pretty well at times running the point, and I think uh, Brian Tyree is is decent as well. Um, I, I think DeAndre Burnett's going to have to score a lot of points though in these next few games for Ole Miss to to be competitive. He's he's, he's got to be he's got to be he has moody. to be the guy that everybody just dreads guarding. But I think Sa- I think Saez has got to be the experienced guy. In the I think court. he has it's a good game a tonight. Pain. He has a good game tonight. He he's, he plays well against Kentucky, and he's having a great. They season. need, and then Terrence Davis needs to be the yes. ele- the, the the guy off the bench. Yeah, the if ex- TD can bring energy. Yeah, I'm excited about they, it, man. I'm, I'm jealous you're going to be there. It's going to be they awesome. they have potential to be a really good team. I don't know if they will be yet, but they've got a shot at it, and we'll we'll yeah. know a lot in two weeks. We will know it. Yeah. Yeah. We will know a lot about this team. They play Carolina the 14th, so yeah, in two and a half weeks. When we do our January 15th or so podcast, we'll we will know. know. We'll, know we'll, we'll, know, we'll, know, we'll know what they have. We'll know if they're in tournament team or not, quite frankly, at that point. Yeah. So that game's tonight at 7 Central, I believe, in the Pavilion yep. ESPN 2. So yep. Got some TV games. We're not relegated to the uh, SEC Network Plus this time, so that's exciting. Uh, yeah. So this is three years in a row we've opened SEC play with Kentucky? Yep, twice on the road. I mean, honestly, Ole Miss fans bitch about it, but honestly, like, it's a good thing. Get it no, out of the way. You don't this, want to break up your rhythm. You get a free shot. Game, you get a free shot. This, this game's gettable. Kentucky's lost twice. They're a good team, but they've lost yeah, twice. Yeah, and Ole Miss Ole has Miss been focused on them for a week. I mean, this is, this I mean, is an opportunity. I mean, Ole Miss. I mean, they lost to Vitek by five. They lost to. They played Creighton close at the end, and they just had a crap game against Middle Tennessee. You're going to have three yeah. crap games during the year. Yeah, it was they, really more of Middle Tennessee was on fire in that first half and got up by like thirty something. I mean, yeah, Ole Miss didn't play well, but Middle Tennessee made everything. And Middle Tennessee's twenty third in the RPI. Right. I mean, you. Hate, I mean, it's not like the end of the world by any stretch. Right. So, so Ole Miss doesn't have any bombs uh, as of yet. So that's gonna be yeah. a good one. Um, let's see. Do you want to uh, talk about LSU eating four thousand chicken wings, John? Yeah, I think it was wrong. You know, he he likes to he likes to make sure his team's fed right. Whether it's Roscoe sure. chicken and waffles at USC, <laughs> or if it's in an outburger at USC, good stuff. Or um, he uh, he changed the uh, he changed the training for the um, training tables at the term for uh, yeah. Remember when they were trying to say that Nut didn't have a training table because Boone was too yeah. cheap? Is that, is that the right term for you it? You mean like a, like a huh. nutritional program? 
nutritional program. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I think a training program, I mean, a weight program, is people call it all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think Orgeron added cookies back to it at LSU. Oh, I mean, so he likes sweet. to make what a what I mean, a player's coach. He like he's such a player's coach. Well, he took the boys. They reserved a whole while of wings for the program, and apparently they ate four thousand wings. And the Ed Orgeron, when asked about it, Orgeron says, "I asked how many wings Orgeron ate." He said, "Quote a lot. I, I like, like wings. wings. I like he wings." Liked, so. I'd be curious to know what sauces they got with it. I mean, they got the whole whole portfolio there at B Dubs. So, is he a boneless or a bone in guy? I would think Orgeron's a bone in guy. Yeah, surely gotta be, gotta be. I, I imagine Orgeron just sucks the meat off the bone and pulls out the clean bone like in a cartoon. I mean, he looks. I like would he's think Orgeron would be a bone in. I think Orgeron's a bone in dry rub guy. If I had to guess. Okay. All right. I, I honestly see him as a as a wet guy. Just get the sauce all over his face. And all over his hands, and not probably get, like and a little not, bit of both. Not care at all, just plow. Through. I could see him a dry rub, like dips it in blue cheese. I could see him being dry That's... rub because he's because he's Cajun. But if I'm just thinking about his personality, he seems like the type that would just. Well, I'm saying he could get stuff all over him via like blue cheese or ranch dipped into a dry rub. So there's the hedge. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. There's so, the hedge. There's the hedge. There's, there's the hedge. Well, these are the important discussions that uh, I think the people are tuning in to hear, John. So I'm glad we got to talk about that. Do we want to talk about bowl season at all, or do we just not care? We can talk about how A and M went the what, like two and five in the last seven games for like what the third or fourth oh, year in a row. I'll be dead honest. I went to bed at ten o'clock last night and didn't even bother staying. I didn't. I haven't game. watched what any, happened. I haven't watched any of the bowls, but I know Kansas State won. Uh, I I mean I saw State won on a missed field goal or blocked field goal. So good missed them. extra point was the difference in that game. Good for them. Congrats. So state beat Miami of Ohio. Whoopty shit. Yeah, I mean that's. Um, a, I mean this. this hey, is Ke- like Liberty Bowl. Hey, hey, Kellenberger wrote an article saying that uh, old uh, you know states states going to kick state off to a good twenty um, good twenty seventeen. So state beat Miami of Ohio by a point, and then Vanderbilt got slapped. Yeah, um, by NC State. Uh, was Angie upset over that? Not too bad. Not too bad. She's whatever. Is she upset that Derek Mason can't manage to keep his job? Yeah, I think that was more. More of the problem was that Mason survived the season. But, I mean, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because, obviously, you want to beat Ole Miss. You want to beat Tennessee. Those are two good wins. But, at the same time, I think she wanted to get rid of Mason for sure, so that was pretty funny. Uh, Tom Allen's Indiana Hoosiers. I guess I'll adopt them as my pseudo-underdog Big Ten team. Lost to um, yeah. Lost to Utah. Okay, Utah kicked a field goal with a minute left to go up by two. I Utah's mean, was, good, so... Yeah, Utah's a solid team. So Indiana, I think I think I think Tom Allen can do pretty well in Indiana. He just needs to. Get yeah, apparently Indiana thinks that too. That's why they hired him. Yeah, he's he's you know, I tell you, special teams linebacker play under Allen were good. Um, K State being in by five, yeah. someone's seat is going to be in Fuego. I mean, they should have fired. Should have already fired him. This is stupid. yeah. Who this who are they? So gonna, stupid. Who are they going to hire? Though, they should have fired him before the season and hired Herman. Yeah, but they, you know, Texas got Herman. Yup. LSU kept though, which is interesting. I, I mean, maybe I maybe A and M, maybe A and M takes McIntyre from Colorado. I don't know. Yeah, A and M's going to hire a coach next offseason. I'm pretty confident saying it because watch, watch A and M hire Lane Kiffin or something. Because who's because who's going to be their quarterback? Because Trevor Knight's gone. Hubenek's not the answer. I mean, they're whoo, they're going to be bad. Yeah, A and M sucks. And then losing Miles Garrett. Yeah, oof. And that Mac dude, that, I don't know if that defensive tackle is going to be back or not. I don't know, but um, it's going to be bad. Jeez, they're going to be a mess. At least we get to play them every year. Yep, well, we can maybe actually beat them. Well, we've beaten them every year without them. They didn't, they didn't have Manziel. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even the ass year this year, we still beat them. So. Yep, which is funny. One of our two SEC wins. Yup, yep, yep. I mean, yep. it's funny. If we had told somebody, oh, we beat A&M and Georgia, we'd be like – yeah. Okay, we surely it was a decent season, yeah. Good grief. Georgia plays tomorrow. Who plays today? Let's see here. Uh, ooh, Carolina's at one in the Birmingham Bowl. I think it's okay. USF. Exciting. Now, USF, uh, Taggart took the Oregon job, so that's gettable. I think Muschamp can win that game, maybe. Um, Arky plays Vitex or Bielma Fuente. That's a pretty good coaching matchup. Yeah. 
probably the best non uh, New Year's Six Bowl matchup: Oklahoma State, Colorado, in the Alamo Bowl tonight. Not that I will really care. I'll be in yeah. the pavilion, but whatever. yeah, I mean it's it's basketball season, man. I don't know what you're talking about football for. I've, Georgia I've... TCU and the Liberty Bowl. That's hilarious. Good um, stuff. Oh, wow, the mighty have fallen. Now Tennessee playing Mike Riley in Nebraska in the Music City Bowl. I, that that would be entertaining to watch. Maybe them lose. So and many big name teams and little bowls this year. Saturday LSU plays, Kentucky plays, and then the playoffs. I tell you, bowl season outside of the playoffs feels so meaningless. It's just... Yeah. It just doesn't matter at all. I mean, it's a reward for the players. Player, it's a reward I mean, player, for the fans. Player, players are skipping it, which I don't yeah. blame them at That's going to get a lot worse, I would assume, in the next few years. Because it's like, why would you risk a guy getting, you know, yeah, getting as, injured I mean, at thank, all? thank God Tunzel didn't have any lasting effects from it, but what a dumb injury that was in the, in the blowout Peach Bowl. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, imagine. I mean, I mean, he sat half the second half of the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, think about after that. after scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I was of like, he we're did. done, Larry. So shut it down. I mean, hey, you got to protect him, man, because right now he's Freeze's only pitch in the NFL, other than Cody Core. Uh, oh, that's a good point. Well, Channing War and Woody Hamilton are, are playing. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't. He didn't. Re- I don't well, he know, recruited Shannon. Uh, Woody was nut, right? Or was he part of the first class? Was Fawn Cooper even on a roster? I don't know. He he got demoted to the practice squad, I think, for the 49ers. I don't know if he's still Oof, and they're bad. bad Mike Hilton is on the uh, Steelers practice squad now. Do you think yeah. is Sinquez ever going to do anything in the NFL? Uh, you know, Sinquez, if he can get healthy, he'll play somewhere. Yeah, he's still a Steeler, so obviously they they think that he's. Yeah, I mean, something. I think you you got to let him get out there at some point. Hopefully, his body cooperates. Um, yeah. What was I going to? Oh, uh, Rob and Treadwell. Yeah. Like that's the that's the other thing too, from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah, it's like the, uh, that, that's he, a bad two look. of your <sighs> two of your three guys busted yeah. in the first round and in Tunsil their first and, season. I mean, it's, it's not over yet. And Tunsil lost $10 million because you and Jimmy Sexton pissed off this other agent dude and got yeah, that I don't, bong I'm, video leaked. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what the public perception of that is. Like, who was really to blame well, for that? Jimbo, Dirty Jimbo. We'll call him Dirty Jimbo. I'm He's sure he would tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would tell you that. And I'm the sure idea that Freeze possibly screwed a guy out of $10 million is just not going to go well. Yeah. This, this, if there's like a 2% chance that that's true, it's just not going to go well. Yeah, totally true. Very true, yeah. John. Very true. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Well, as we said, basketball tonight, um, 7 p.m., ESPN2, all that stuff. We talked about the games coming up. So, you know, if you're an Ole Miss fan, don't get too down. Football season's behind us. You don't have to watch it for um, – Eight months, don't worry. No one's going to make you. Um, we got basketball, baseball coming up. Lots to be excited about. But hopefully, uh, maybe we, we get that win over Kentucky tonight, John. We've been looking for it the last few years. I think they got a good shot at it. I think it'll be a good game no matter what. I do enjoy watching this team. I love having the big physical rebounder down there in Saez. I love Terrence Davis's energy. And then the perimeter shooting can be pretty good, too. So it's a fun combination. Um, it feels I would think Saez from an experience standpoint might decent chance he'd be able to outwork Kentucky. Yeah. I think so too. I, I think Saez is gonna have a good game tonight. I'm, I'm excited young, about a it. A young Kentucky team going on the road. I'm That's excited about that for sure. There, so. But uh we'll be back to talk to you about that next week and anything else that might come up between now and then. Oh, John, we should we should mention this is super late in the show to bring it up and we are wrapping up. We're not we're not about to get back into a discussion about this, but mm. Bradley Dale Pavito, linebackers coach, good hire. Matt Lubick, wide receivers, good hire. I mean, on paper, the staff's shaping up decently. Pavito, special teams are subpar, and special teams is going to continue to be a thwart with this team. Yeah, but, I mean, special teams is the least of Ole Miss's problems when you're hiring a linebacker coach. I mean, this is the guy that's put people in the NFL. Well, it's, the guy that can I mean, they, they, they win in the Alabama game if they don't give up the punt return. I mean, I, I just don't – I don't think that – I don't think that special teams is what you can base your linebacker hire on. 
I mean, you you got to have a special teams guy somewhere on the staff, especially when you change defensive coordinator, linebacker coach, D line. That's what do they have. Is, a, I, do, do do they have a D line coach yet? Has North Carolina played yet? Uh, that's a good point. I mean, Trace. I mean, Trace Scott's the rumor, but I think it's pretty much been reported. I mean, that that's my assumption, but they haven't actually like. Well, I think I mean they haven't played yet, have they? Cam Akers got all got everybody all distracted. They Let's haven't played see. yet, have they? Let's look for them here. I don't think they've played yet. No, so I, play I, next I would look for that after that's over. It'd probably announce Trey Scott. They play Friday. Yeah. They play in the Sun Bowl. Yeah, so. there you go. So we'll we'll talk more about that in the future. But I was happy with the Pavito hire. Obviously, uh, John's special teams thoughts aren't unwarranted. I just I I think that's lower. overall. I think the Pavito hire is good. I think. I think it's a solid hire. It's not like an oh he's, my he's god, an energy, he's an energy guy. Um, I think. Yeah, but who were they gonna get? I mean, I think the receiver coach hire was was good. I think they've. I think the coaching staff hires have been okay. It's just their ability to do their yeah. job. That's the question. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of outside factors that they can't really control that are impacting their job performance right now. Yeah. Um. But for now, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. We'll pick this back up next week. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Of course, if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, check out our website, LandSharksAfterDark.com. Follow us on Twitter, at SharksAFTRDark. Um, but for now, I think that's going to do it. Uh, for John, I'm Justin. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.